Welcome, writers, readers, and friends to the Authors Talking Bookish podcast. I'm Donna Norman Carbone, author of All That Is Sacred. And I'm Hope Gibbs, author of Where the Grass Grows Blue. We're two debut writers traditionally published by a small publishing house, bringing to you all the experiences that we as authors learn the hard way, so you don't have to. We'll give you insights from the inception of a book idea to publication and beyond. And along the way, we'll share our love of books from the writer's perspective. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 11. I can't believe it. Um, Today, we're going to talk about reviews, how to get them, when to listen to them, and how to let go. Hope and I know this all too well. I am Donna Norman Carbone, and I am joined by Hope Gibbs. Hi, Hope. Hey, Donna. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I can't believe it's November already. I know. I know. The holiday season is upon us. Yes, it is. So what's been going on with you? What happened in October and what's been going on at the beginning of November? Oh, I'm still in my temporary office. So um, that's still happening, but we're getting closer. Um, let me tell you, it's really hard to recreate my graffiti wall in my office. It's it's much more time consuming than the first time because the first time I did it very gradually. So this time I'm feeling like I have to fill everything up. So you know, next time, maybe you'll get to see how it turns out. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for the big reveal. There has to be a big reveal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's going on with you? Well, in a few minutes, I'm getting ready to go back to my old Kentucky home. I am going to the Louisville Book Festival that is this weekend, and I am so excited. I'm going to go up a a day or two before and catch up with some old friends, and I'm just going to have a big old weekend in Kentucky. That sounds fantastic. That's a big deal that you got into that book festival. Well, I'm very awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited. I haven't been to Louisville and. I know for those who are not from Kentucky, you think it's Louisville, but we call it Louisville. Uh, But I haven't been there in a while, so I'm really excited. That is great. I hope you have much success there. It'll be a good networking opportunity, too, to meet other authors. Yes, there's there's a couple of authors that we've had conversations. I've interviewed them, but I've never met them in person, and they're going to be there. So, yeah, Robert Gwaltney is one of them. So I'm very excited. Oh, that's great. So tell me, what about you? What's been going on with you and all that is sacred? Um, I've just, I've been doing some, you know, book events. I just recently did. um, I started doing some craft fairs like around Christmas time. So I did one at the Elks Club in um, a town or two over. Um, And I've been doing book clubs and I'm so enjoying just meeting the readers and, you know, hearing, hearing what they have to say. I got to say, you know, we talked about this before, but book clubs, I did so many in October. I think I did six or seven in October alone. And I had one early in November. They're so much fun. I mean, hearing other people read your book and and sometimes they read things into things that I didn't intentionally mean to, but it's great because they take their perspective and their life experiences and they were kind of putting it into my story. So it was, it's really interesting to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I did an event um, in October that had a huge audience, which was wonderful. It was so much fun and it was a great day, 
but I, I realized I really like the smaller events because I think they're, I don't know, they're just more familiar and more intimate. And you really do get to have full on conversations with people and not feel like, you know, you have the superficial ones with many people at a bigger event. So before we get started, what are you reading right now? So I am reading one of my very first critique partners, her book just released, it's called Weekend Friends. And so I'm reading that and I am loving it. Bella Elwood Clayton, make sure you get your hands on a copy. Um, This book is so good. And I've read a couple of her books because we've been working together for like five years. Um, And this one is so good. I'm excited for her. This is her debut. That's awesome. I can't wait to check that one out. Yeah. What are you reading? uh, Well, right now I'm reading um, two books and they're Mm -hmm. for Bookish Road Trip. And one I read last year, but I'm revisiting it because I'm I'm getting ready to interview the author, Jean Meltzer. It's called Mm -hmm. The Matzah Ball. And it was my favorite book of 2022. It was adorable and I'm enjoying it the second time just as much. And then in December, uh, Bookish Road Trip, we're doing... um, Christmas. And we've got author Jenny Hale and her new book, Meet Me at Christmas. So I am, I am now reading holiday books. That's awesome. That is so much fun. I love getting in the spirit of holiday. This is just the best time of year. I do too. I, I, I tend to like Thanksgiving a little bit more, but Christmas, I mean, you know, the whole family gets together and that's nice, but, uh, so we're in the books and Today's episode is about book reviews. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> we love them and we hate them. <laughs> yes. I will be honest. I, when I was a reader and that's been the majority of my life. Yeah. I rarely took the time out and gave a book a star rating. It just never occurred to me. And then as I became a writer and now a published author, I now know how crucial every single review that you give as a reader what it means to a writer. And it's not just to say, oh, kudos, we liked your book, or oh, I didn't like your book. This is also a financial part of for an author. So Donna, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I agree with you. Like I, you know, I love reading book reviews. I probably read my reviews more often than I should because so many people say, don't read your reviews, whatever you do. Um, they are a blessing and a curse. I would totally agree with that. I, I'm finding it um, hard to get reviews, like find different ways to get reviews. So we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what our personal experience is and, and what worked and what didn't work. Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful. And like you, I did not, I mean, I sometimes did review because I've been a Goodreads member for much longer than I've been an author. Um, and I did see people reviewing there, but I would really only review a book if I absolutely loved it. And, you know, I was like, this book is going to live with me in my heart for a long time. Um, And now I know how much it means to authors. So I review almost every book that I read. Yeah. So I, like I said, I didn't really review occasionally. I mean, I was kind of a here and there, I would leave a star or two, but I would never write anything yeah. because at that time I was too embarrassed. I didn't think I could write. Um, <laughs> but when I signed my contract with our publisher, 
we had to come up with content for social media and I knew it was going to be 18 months before my book was out there. And I couldn't mm -hmm. just keep posting about this book with no cover. And, you know, there was, I had to fill my space up. So I started doing book reviews because mm -hmm. I read all the time. And I, I was like, well, why don't I start reviewing these books, you know, for real? Yeah. And it ended up being a, such a blessing because A, it helped my writing because mm -hmm. I'm taking in someone else's work and then I am writing a review and it put mm -hmm. like a time crunch. And it was also great because I would, you know, I wouldn't always tag the author, but I would do like a hashtag of what the author name mm -hmm. is. And nine times out of 10, they would see it and they would comment or a lot of them even followed me. And yeah. so for me, I felt like I was a, I was filling up my, my, my social media page mm -hmm. with, with yeah. actual good, reviews because I, right. I take it this way. If I did not love a book, I'm mm -hmm. not going to review it because I'm not one of those people just because it wasn't my cup of tea doesn't right. mean I'm going to spoil it for someone else. Well, you know what? I want to talk about that a little bit. Like what is your criteria for your star rating? Like, I what's a five? What's a four? What's a three? How low I, will you go? I will never go past a four. I've, no. I, I, I even feel bad about giving a four star rating. I'm, I'm just yeah. that kind of person. And mm -hmm. there were about five books last year that I read that I was like, mm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put a star to it because again, other people might absolutely love it. Yeah. So, you know, my, one of my five star reads of all time, my fa favorite book is the age of innocence. I think I've told mm -hmm. you that. And mm -hmm. there's just something magical about that book. I've read it multiple times. Um, but, you know, I would say that, that, you know, it's subjective and mm -hmm. I, I don't want to taint someone else's view of it because just because I didn't like it, but right. every book I have read, even if I couldn't stand it, I went away with something, something yes, it, it was totally with agree. me. And mm -hmm. yeah. So, but again, yeah. I try not to do under four stars. I just can't do it. What about you? Yeah. I don't, I don't do under three. I, I have gone as low as three. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like a five to me is a book that I absolutely loved. I thought the pacing was good. I was in it the whole time. It's those books that I had to read in like two days because I couldn't wait to finish them. And when I rate something a four, that means to me that it's a really good solid book, but maybe I wasn't as invested in it as I would be in a five. Yeah. Um, and then like a three is also like a good, that's a good rating. I'm happy if somebody gives me a three, of course I would like a four or five, <laughs> but I do think like a good, a three is a good solid rating yeah. and it's just kind of missing something. And yeah, one yeah. of the things that I learned to speak to your point, you know, I don't know about you, but my mother used to say, Donna, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I do think if there is something missing and I'm going to give it a three, I'm going to say, you know, while this book might not be my cup of tea, people who like X, Y, and Z might love this book. Yeah. And so I always try to put a positive spin on it, even if, you know, it's not the read that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life or put on my bookshelf. So let's talk about the places where most people leave reviews. And the first sure. one I want to talk about is Goodreads. Mm -hmm. It is a huge online community. You know, it 
it's actually been bought by Amazon. So now when you go on Amazon, you can see mm -hmm. your how many good read ratings there are and how many Amazon ratings there are. Um, it's user generated. It's it's completely the the the, the readers are in control. So tell right. me a little bit about what your experience has been with Goodreads. I love Goodreads. I find so many reading recommendations on there. I like that it has a shelf for mm -hmm. you to click, you know, want to read. So I might not be reading this right now, but I it that want to read shelf reminds me. So when I'm ready for new books, I'll take out my Goodreads app and I'll be like, oh, okay, I wanted to read this, this, and this. I'm going to order these books. Um the other thing that I like it for too is sometimes authors that I really like will blog. And so I'll get to hear some insights about their book. Um, so I enjoy that as well. And the, the way that you can get good read views, obviously word of mouth. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest things. Uh, but both Don and I are debut novelist and to get good read reviews when you don't have a body of work we actually had to, to work at it and you can you can contact bloggers. There are ways of that. But another great way with Goodreads is Donna and I both just did our first mm -hmm. Goodread giveaway. Um, so you basically just you fill out a form. It was so easy. It was so easy that I asked Donna, did I do this right? Because <laughs> it took me about three minutes, honestly, to do. Yeah. And that way, you, yeah, it's on the feed. People who are, who are really wanting to do Goodreads. Uh, they will seek you out. And so I gave away, I think, 10 signed copies. And I got, uh, 11, I think, 12,000 people entered for that. Mm -hmm. But the great thing is if they enter, it, they have to put it on their shelf or want to read list. And that just generates, they may never read it, but mm -hmm. who knows? That's a good yeah. way of attracting new readers. What did yeah, you think? Yeah, generates buzz. And you could look at each other's, you know, lists. So I, you know, I could look at your list and say, oh, Hope wants to read this. Um, I know that Hope and I have a lot of commonalities in our reading. So maybe I'll put this book on my list too, which is yeah. nice. So let's move over to the real big, the big uh, place where you want ratings right now. And it is Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, so Donna, yeah, those are the two big ones. Yeah. So Amazon and Goodreads. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about Amazon and why it's so important that readers put a star attached to a book that they liked. Yeah, I think it has something to do with the algorithm, which I know that I don't understand. <laughs> I haven't met a person who really understands Amazon's algorithm yet. Yeah. Um, and if you're out there, please contact me and let me know. Um, but it does have to do with the, the algorithm. So, you know, those recommended books at the bottom, if you get a lot of reviews, they're going to, you know, push your book up in the ranks and they're going to suggest your book to other readers. Yeah. So that's, that is the whole point of it. The more mm -hmm. stars that you get and in good, bad and ugly, mm -hmm. uh, the, the more reviews you have, Amazon will push it to up at the top and it'll put it in more of the bottom where the recommendation, if you like this book, you're going to like this book. Mm -hmm. And the more reviews you get, you get in even like subcategories where you can say, oh, I was in the top 10 of, of this subcategory. So Amazon reviews are very important and you don't even have to write a review to it. You can just give mm -hmm. it a star. So, so that's, that's something that if you're a reader or if you're a writer, just to be aware how important Amazon, because a, a lot of book sales come from Amazon. Mm -hmm. So 
let's talk about like a prestigious review. Let's talk mm -hmm. about Kirkus review. Okay. Uh, Donna, what was your experience with Kirkus? I had a great experience with Kirkus. Um, Kirkus costs money. And there are times that um, their reviews go on sale. And so I actually, I think, took advantage of one of those times. You don't even have to, if they, if you know that they have a sale, I think you can book them up to like six months or something mm -hmm. like that and let them know um, when your book is releasing and they will try to get it as close as they can to that book release. So um, I had a great experience with Kirkus. You upload a galley copy of your book um, to, you know, their website and, um, and I got it back. I want to say it was maybe two months. What about you? Was it? About I, had, I had the same experience. I mean, it was easy to, to upload it, but you also take the risk because Kirkus right. can, sometimes be pretty brutal and you mm -hmm. don't know what you're going to get. Now, the one thing with Kirkus, if your review is not what you're hoping for, you can just say, please don't publish it, but you can't use any part of that review. You can't even use a word if they said engrossing in one sentence. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I got a good amount of buzz off of it. And mm -hmm. um, if you're willing to spend the money and you're, you're willing to take the, take the risk. Right. Um, I was very happy with my carcass review. So yeah, um, I will do that again for my, my next book. And yeah. also hope and I were lucky enough to be selected by carcass review to be featured in their magazine and just a small percentage of um, books that they review are selected for that. Yeah. So I was pretty proud of that. I was excited to be selected. I think I read, I think when they told me, I think it was like 30% of their, all the reviews get put yeah. in the actual magazine. So that was, that was very, that was thrilling. It was the first time my book was actually in a print magazine. So yeah. that was, that was nice. Um, yeah. But let's talk about other ways to get reviews. So there yeah. is a whole world on Instagram called mm -hmm. bookstagram. And there yeah. are lots of bloggers out there. There are some bloggers that want to charge money. And if, the, if it's an individual, I, I don't do that, but it doesn't mean someone else wouldn't, but there mm -hmm. are other bloggers that want to, to, you know, review your book. What kind of experience did you have with bookstagram, like influencers or bloggers? Sure. I, um, I, I have had a number of experiences. I have ha I can say only good things about bookstagrammers. I've had great support from them. Mm -hmm. I, um, I, elicited a, um, a street team from them. So I put a graphic up on Instagram asking for a street team and I had a number of people sign up. And so I sent them my book in exchange for a fair and honest review. And I think it's important that you always use those words because you don't you don't want to ask people to review it and then say, okay, but I want you to write this, or yeah. I don't want you to write that. You really have to be open to the fact that they're going to give you a fair and honest review. Um, and I got a number of reviewers that way. And, and they were, you know, true to their word. They read my book. They gave me a fair and honest review and it was fantastic. And there's also another thing that's on Facebook and on Instagram called Susie approved book tours. Now you and I both did that. And tell me a little bit about your experience because I, I had a wonderful experience with, with Susie. Yeah, I had a great experience with Susie as well. Um, so she is someone who put together 
a group of bookstagrammers. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you um, sort of apply to Susie approved, let her know the time frame that you're interested in. She started mine a few weeks before my release. And then it extended, I think mine was about two months long. I don't remember exactly. Um, but I want to say I had about 20 bookstagrams and there are different programs too. You do pay for this. Um, so you're paying Susie and then Susie will read your book and put it out to her group of bookstagrammers and say, you know, who's interested in reviewing this book and she'll set up a whole schedule of reviews. So no two reviews come out on the same day, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it's funny because I noticed that, um, you experienced this as I did, you got some reviews while you were away on vacation. Yeah. Right. I yeah. did. Mm -hmm. And so you were having to like, because you want to post them. You not only do you want to post them to yourself, but I felt like I want to post these just to let them know how grateful I am for yeah. the reviews that they're doing. And so, and then there's one other important review. If you are, you know, getting ready to, to put your book out, if you're self-published, small press, or even traditional press, it's an author blurb. So you're going to, you're, we want to have other authors blurb our our work, which is basically just, you know, a couple of sentences. And so, Donna, tell me about your experiences with getting author blurbs. Sure. Um, so I kind of I, I reached out to some authors that I knew um, and I was hopeful that they would say yes. And, and I was grateful that they did. Um, but I also have this shoot for the stars mentality, as you know. Um, and I reached out to, you know, some authors that are very well known. And um, unfortunately, I didn't get any yeses the first time around, but maybe for the second book, I will. Um, it's kind of like a mini version of a querying process. You really do have to put like a personalized letter to these mm -hmm. people and, you know, tell them why you want them to write a review. What about their work resonates with your own work? Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say shoot for the stars. I was so grateful for all the blurbs that I got, um, some really talented authors. So, yeah, I agree. I, it, you do, you have to kind of query them and, um, and after they do blurb and they give you your blurb, uh, you know, you, you can use it for social media, mine are mm -hmm. on my Amazon, uh, my author page. And, but I also sent them because my book is very heavily about flowers, not heavily, but it's part mm -hmm. of my protagonist, uh, part of her story. I would send buttercups, as I call them, or daffodils mm -hmm. or whatever fresh uh, spring flower I could find to each one of the authors as a thank you for taking the time out to read and to blurb my my book. Yeah. Yeah. And real quick before we go, let's talk about mm -hmm. as an author or as a creator or as a writer Mm -hmm. What's it like when you see that first review that just breaks your heart? That first one star review. It's it's going <laughs> with to no happen. comments. <laughs> with what? It's with no comments that follow. Yeah, yeah I, um, that's it's pretty gut wrenching. I, you know, I kind of feel like in anything, um, even as a teacher, like I will sometimes um, pull my kids. What did you like about the class? What did you hate about the class? And, you know, I think you have to get rid of the glowing reviews that say, oh, my God, this book was perfection, um, just as much as you have to get rid of the ones where 
I mean, I even question, like, I, I got a couple of one star reviews with no comment. Did you read the book? Like, if I don't know if you're gonna, if you're gonna give a, a very low rating like that, I would like to see why. But I will say, though, you know, it, it, it well, the first time I got one, I was like, oh, my gosh, what did I do wrong? But you have to understand this is this is a business. It's subjective. If somebody doesn't like it, okay, hey, that's what it is. Um, we say in tennis, you know, don't remember, just forget your last shot. If you yeah. ace someone or if you completely miss the ball or you got aced, you can't focus on your last shot. You have to focus on the ball that's in front of you. And so that's kind of how the attitude that I I, I took my first one star and I've gotten more than that. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things. And I also think that querying helped kind of mm -hmm. toughen me up because, you know, yes. this is, this is a business. It's just like anything else. It may, we may have written our heart, but this in the, in the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah. And I think the thing that helps me too, is something that you just mentioned. Not every reader is going to be the perfect reader for your book. And so, you know, you, you might have the best book in the world. And I'm sure even, you know, some of the very, very famous authors have people have one star reviews and have people who don't like their books. So it's reading is such a subjective thing. And I think you have to allow yourself grace as an author to realize that you're going to get some negative reviews, but that doesn't mean that you're a bad writer. Absolutely. Well, we've gone a little over time today, but uh, okay. Donna, can you give everyone, like I say, you're our, our English teacher. Can you give us our homework? Sure. Our do now for today is to make a list of comps of books that are like yours. Go to Amazon, go to Goodreads, look them up, look up the reviews, look up the reviewers. Sometimes I went on to Goodreads and reviewers that I saw like across several comps I would follow them and then they would follow me back. Um, so make a list, take a look at bookstagrammers, notice their pages, take a note of the kinds of books that they like to review on their pages. Um, because if they like to review books that are like yours, make a list, engage with them on social media, reach out to them when your book is, is ready to come to. Okay. And Donna, can you tell everyone where they can find us? Sure. Um, everybody can find us at on our website at www.authorstalkingbookish.com. And you could see us where any podcast is available. And um, our next episode is um, a book launch timeline. And so we thought that was fitting for our sixth and uh, the anniversary of our sixth month of podcasting. Can you believe that? I mean, yeah. we've been doing this for six months. It's been, I, I have to it's say, this, is, this has been a lot of fun, but okay. So I guess that this is, we're going to sign off now and we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Bye everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Hope Gibbs. And I'm Donna Norman Carbone. It's time for you to get to work. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks with another tip from your author friends.